Hello and welcome to the Creative Calm Podcast. I am your host, Denise Christensen Ray. I'm a creative wellness coach who has a passion for adding zest and whimsy to everyday life. As a mom of four, teacher and business owner, life can get a bit crazy and overwhelming, but I have discovered that through the magic of rest, creativity, and play, I have the power to find common success in all areas of my life and business. My mission with this podcast is to show you that this is possible for you as well. I can't wait to help you embrace your playful spirit, find pockets of rest in your days, and dive into the joy of creativity so that you can move past overwhelm and thrive in your life and business. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Calm Podcast, friends. I am so thrilled to be introducing my guest today. Her name is Scotty Durrett. Oh, gosh, Scotty, I think I've, I met you way back when. I, you, I don't know if you remember, but we were both in Allie Reeves. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like a, a group we were in a while ago together in like 2021. And then I met you again like a year ago. And Scotty is amazing, guys. So I'm so thrilled to be bringing her to the podcast today. She is a life coach and the creator of Scotty Says. She's also the host of the Momplex podcast, which is like five stars, guys. You got you to gotta go listen to that. I'll have her in the show notes. She's a mom of three and... Her mission is to help moms heal their burnout and drop the mom guilt so they can thrive and step into the life that they have waiting for them. Guys, you know that this is like all up my alley. If you've listened to any of my podcasts, and which I know you have because you're here, this is like, this is me. Uh, Scotty and I are like meant to be chatting today because I'm all about helping moms, caregivers, having helpers help themselves. That's my motto. I came to me a a couple of years ago and I was first like starting the business and it was like, I want to help helpers help themselves. (laughs) It sounds kind of silly, but it's true. Like we, especially Danny's focus is moms. And you know, I have four kids of my own. And so it's so valuable to realize that you have the power within yourself to help yourself. And it's just, you might need some guidance and that's Mm -hmm. what Scotty does to figure out how to help yourself. Uh, you have the power. It's got to give me a little bit more, like tell me more about yourself, your background, how you got to where you are now, how you became this, you know, the mom who's teaching other moms how to help themselves. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that kind introduction. As Denise said, my name is Scotty Durrett. I am a certified health and life coach for moms. But really my mission and passion is to help moms turn off survival mode and learn how to thrive in their life. And I, this was all born out of my own need for it. For a long time, I really lived, I lived the life of a mommy martyr. And I chose to put everybody and everything before my own. And I truly believed that I didn't have my, I, I really believed that that's what I was supposed to do in order to be the best mom. And that there was so much pressure for this perfect mom myth that I was living under. And eventually I really, you know, I basically fell apart and my, through that realization, through the having to being forced to change, being forced to ask for help and being forced to find some different ways to take care of myself. I realized, gosh, if I can take what I've learned, go out there and talk to other moms, maybe they don't even have to end, hit that wall the way that I did. What if I'm able to give them some things? And I know you do this well, just 
little small efforts, different mindset shifts, different small intentions, different thoughts, different tips and tricks that they can do in their life that will protect their energy, protect their their livelihood so that they never have to wait until their back is up against the wall. But, you know, and I'm, it's similar to you. I've really created a coaching business and mentorship, a mom creating it for moms because we get it, you know, and it's not to exclude other people because I believe all humans deserve to turn off survival mode and thrive. It's motherhood is, it is a very different ball game and it helps somebody sees you and hears you and understands you. So that's me, you know, and I just, that's my, my mission and my passion. I want to, I want to end mommy martyrdom and empower moms. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I love your mission and I've, I've found a lot of value from your podcast and from different resources that you've shared on Instagram. So like I said earlier, definitely check out her podcast and definitely follow Scotty on Instagram because she gives reminders. It's like, oh, yep, I got to get back. Okay. Yep. It's time to take some of that self-care because she just reminds you. It's a good reminder. So, um, how, okay. Mommy, mommy martyrdom. I, I really, I love that phrase. Where do you, where do you see this? Like, do you, do you have a lot of moms coming to you and like, like, what is like the main problems that they're coming to you with? You know, I think the main, you know, I probably hear the most is I know I'm meant for more. I don't know what more is. And there's a little bit of shame that they want more, that motherhood isn't as fulfilling and magical as everybody told us. You know, how often did we hear, when you become a mom, it will be magical and fulfilling. This is why you're here. You are a vessel. I mean, I literally was told by people, you're a vessel now. So mm-hmm. you're here for them. And it really does a number on us because it. we believe that, gosh, the stakes have never been higher. I'm raising a human being. I have been blessed with having a child. There are women in the world who are struggling to have children. So I better stop complaining and start, you know, pushing myself to the brink in order to show that I'm, I'm fulfilled, that this is magical, that I love it. And what happens is I think for some moms, and this is, these are the moms that come to me is they push themselves and push themselves. And no matter how hard they push themselves, they still don't feel fulfilled. They still are needing so much validation and so much like they're having to go beyond their capacity and then they they start wishing the days away like gosh if my kid would just sleep through the night then I will feel better my kid would just start preschool my kid would just start driving right then we think that that's going to be my relief and you know it really disconnects you from motherhood and you start to resent it and blame and what that's the mommy martyrdom is where you push yourself but you're going to hear about it. You know, you're going to complain about it. You're going to blame people for it. You're going to compete with other moms over who's more tired, who's busier, who's more neglected, whose kids are more difficult, whose kids are the worst sleepers. But ultimately what's happening is, and this really ties into what you talk about so much is when you, when you behave as a mommy martyr, the person you're really abandoning is yourself. Mm -hmm. And doesn't matter how many times someone says, gosh, you're, you're a superwoman, you're an amazing mom. It's, you're not saying that to yourself. And so it's, it's really, it's a, it's this self, you know, fulfilling prophecy. Right. And so 100%. it's, um, you know, but the good thing is mommy martyrdom is a mindset and, you know, we can definitely change our mindsets and then you can realize, okay, I actually have more power over how I feel. And it's nobody else's responsibility. It, nobody else's fault. Like how I'm waking yeah. up and I have to own that. I mean, as a mom, I feel these things because we, I think we 
have all slipped into mommy Marta um, at some point in time. I should just was talking about this too earlier, Scotty, that I had one of my like burnout meltdown situations, my biggest ones before I even had children when I was in college. Uh, so I got help early. And so I had help kind of while I was having kids. But even during that stage, you fall into it. It's so easy. It's so like embedded in our culture. And so how do you help people? Like, I, what I'm hearing is like, we have to go from this mommy martyrdom to like taking time to be in the moment and to be enjoying our moments instead of wishing away the next thing. Like, it's going to be better if we, if we get to this point, we get to this point, we get to this point. How, how do you like, give me some tools. Like, what are three things that we can do to change that mindset to help us get back into the moment, to help us start enjoying our life here and now, because that's where life is happening? 100%. And it's such a good question. And I think it's a really nice question to ask because a lot of times we think that if we're going to change, we just have to wake up and start taking different actions. But it, it, we have to go back a couple of steps. And it really connects to, you know, what are the thoughts that are going on inside of our head? How are we talking to ourselves? And how do we define success? I think so often as a mom, we fall into line and we behave just so, gosh, okay, if I just do it the way my mom did it or with the way the book told me to do it or the way that my friend is doing it, then it will be done, quote, right. And we have to give ourselves a chance to say, okay, I see how they're doing it. Is that right for me? And I know this, we talk about this a lot when you're on my podcast about just not all self-care looks the same. Not all motherhood looks the same. You're not the same person. Your kids aren't the same person. And so we really have to peel, we have to go back a couple of steps and take time to define what does success in motherhood look like to you? What does that feel like? How do you want to feel when you wake up every single day? And I think that's a question that oftentimes moms never ask. You know, how do I feel? Do I feel rested? Do I feel energized? Do I feel comfortable in my own skin? Do I feel excited to see my kids, right? I think th these are all things that we deserve to feel, but we have to understand what matters to us and why. And then we start doing the action steps that help that make that a reality. But it's, you know, it's, and a lot of it goes back to what, again, what you and I were just talking about. You know, if you're going to take 10 minutes to build in some self-care and, you know, do something creative that you enjoy and that's fun, you have to learn how to define that for yourself. And mindset is also very personal, right? I really work with my clients on a vision. <laughs> well, what's the vision of your life? What's the vision of your life with your kids? And if that sounds daunting, you don't have to do it alone, but this is a really important thing. And we deserve that. We deserve to know what it is we truly want to experience in our day-to-day -day life. When you know the vision that you're working toward, when you understand what success means to you, it takes the pressure off of the little minute actions that you take on the day-to-day. -day. It's If you're just showing up connecting to that highest self mindset and highest self energy, your day just supports that. So it doesn't matter if you didn't get to the gym. It doesn't matter if you didn't drink the 64 ounces of water today. Life happens, but you still connected to that mindset and your vision for your life, which means you're making progress toward it, which means you're taking care of yourself, which means you have your own back. And I think that is one of the most beautiful decisions that a mom can make 
that mm-hmm. she decides that she matters to herself. And that golden light of trickle, beautiful energy just seeps into all of her life without her having to say, oh, I need to be kind. I need to be a good mom. It's checklist. Check. Okay. No, it's no, a no, checklist, yeah. right? Because gosh, you and I know the first thing we can say about motherhood is no two days are the same, right? And so how can we keep creating our success, our unique vision that allows us to show up as feeling so confident in who we are, it's connecting to what success means to us, what what matters to us and why. And it's that's really the first step. And that's it's it takes work, but I will tell you, the brain massively responsive. It's that's the brain's job. The brain is while it is here to keep us safe, its job is to always grow, is to always learn. We're not done learning. We're never done growing, right? Like we're always expanding and evolving. And I think that's what's so exciting. And when you realize that, it really does shoot that whole, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. BS. Yes, you can. 100%. Yeah, we can rewire our brains for sure. I mean, there's science behind that now, which is so Mm -hmm. cool to know. I have a question for you about shame and guilt, because I do feel that you probably have moms coming to you feeling guilty that they're even having these feelings that they're not enjoying motherhood. Because I remember, um, like I had said, I had gotten help for myself like early on when I had burnout moment early in my 20s. And then I had my son, my first two sons, and I actually had stopped getting support for myself. I hadn't really worked with anybody. I wasn't. I just thought I, I had it. I had it together. I have it together now. Yeah. And I had these two little boys. They were like, I would even know. So my, they're two years apart. So I had a two and a half year old and like a six month old. Yeah. And I was not enjoying it. I was like, I thought this, I was supposed to like love motherhood and I'm just feeling tired. I'm feeling confused about even what to do with them. I'm a teacher also. So I would, I, and then I feel guilty because I'm teaching and I only had these like four hours before they went to bed between when I got home from work. And I was like, oh my gosh, when's bedtime? Like I remember being like, what am I doing with these these children? And all I wanted was like parts of my old life back, which is so upsetting because it made me feel a lot of guilt and shame. I've worked through that and learned. And then actually, as I got older, one of the things I realized too is that I've realized that I'm much more of a, I enjoy the, the phase of motherhood when the kids are a little older than I did when they were little. And that's okay. And I was afraid to say that out loud. But I, I was a good mom. I do believe I'm a good mom, but my enjoyment of of little, little, little kids is not the same as it is for teenagers. Like I really enjoy the teenage phase. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the conversations. Like with some parents, that's not their phase either. Maybe their phase is the little kid phase. And it's okay that we have that. What do you do you have other moms that come to you with this kind of thing? Like the guilt and the shame and the feeling like I should be, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's actually probably what stops a lot of moms who are watching me who don't reach out. Because I think there's a lot of shame and guilt to admit that, okay, motherhood isn't as magical and fulfilling as they told me it was going to be. What's wrong with me? And maybe I should just push myself harder, add more to my to-do list, and push myself harder to prove that I am a really good mom to offset these, these feelings that I'm not enjoying it as much as I, quote, should, right? And so there's this real beat up kind of scolding activity. Unfortunately, what often happens is your body, I think a mom's body starts to break down before her 
her mental logic before her explanations. We, we talk ourselves out of it. This is temporary. I only have the kids for a very short time. They're, you know, I'm so lucky to be a mom. There are a lot of people who aren't even moms. I'll focus on me later. I'm fine. You know, how many times have we said the words I'm fine when deep down we know, we know we're not feeling like ourselves. We feel so disconnected. And, uh, you know, a lot of times moms, they come to me saying, I need more balance. I need more energy. I need more better boundaries. I need my husband to appreciate me, right? So they're coming to me with that tangible, this is, I think, what is going to give me the relief that I need to finally enjoy motherhood. And then my shame and my mom guilt will go away. And then once we start talking, we realize, look, that's one of the symptoms. Thank goodness it's showing up. It's a beautiful red flag and your body is communicating with you. Wonderful. There's no bad emotion. But what's really going on is when we work on our relationship with ourselves and we realize taking care of ourselves will actually help us heal this shame and help us learn how to talk more kindly to ourselves and help us grow into a mindset that's going to push us to feeling good rather than impede us, then we realize, oh, the shame, it's, it's something I can face. It's something I can deal with. And I want to understand why so that I understand me. It's I can become an expert on me. And so while it's shame and mom guilt and fear and all of those things, many of us were not taught how to process those emotions in a way that feels like we have control and it feels very uncomfortable. So a lot of times we cope with wine o'clock, online shopping, edibles, um, you know, Oreos late at night, ice cream binges, um, complaining, judging, all of those things. Look, if you're coping, you're per it's wonderful. This is your brain. It's trying to keep you alive. It loves you. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to stay there if you don't want to. You can learn to give yourself another option. And But when we get comfortable understanding like, okay, there's some shame there. Why? Why is the shame there? What is my body trying to tell me? What do I need to learn about myself? A lot of times the way we show up in our life is a mindset that was pro programmed into us by our caregivers and society and people who did it before us. And a lot of times those mindsets are connected to shame and fear. And so as you start to do the mindset work, you start to grow your capacity for handling your emotions. And then you start to realize I can I can give myself the, the space, these emotions, the space they need to heal. And that's going to help me step into my mindset that's going to help me feel more successful my way. But it's not an overnight journey. You know, I think it's a very mindset work. It's a forever journey. But it's one of those things that when you start doing it, you feel the benefits really quickly. And then similar to probably when you take care, when you build in that self-care and you take those 10 minutes to sing or dance or listen to the podcast, you're like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. okay, like I just got a whole new fresh air, I feel like a brand new me, right? And so it's while it's work, it's incredible what it gives to you. And it's, to me, I find, I believe that self-education and self-care and you know, having a master's course on who we are is the greatest education that there is. The more we can understand why we respond the way that we do, when we understand our characteristics, our patterns, our mindset, our inner voice, it just gives us choices. It gives, yeah. it's a, it empowers us to get, have more choices for ourselves, which I think is beautiful. And then you show your kids. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
it's not helping your children by staying in shame and guilt. I loved how you said like, no emotion is bad. Like all emotions are just, they're showing us, they're telling us, they're teaching us where we're at and where we need to like maybe possibly explore and go from there. And so, yeah, I was having a hard time when they were little, little, my little guys. And then like the whole thing where you're like, oh, they're going to get so big so fast and you're going to miss these moments. And, you know, gosh, it's like you can really do a a number on your mind. And because it's fed to you, like you said, by previous generations or by society. And so to actually challenge that is so powerful. And then to actually say, okay, well, what is it that I need and what I had decided I needed was to infuse more creativity in my life again. And so I I think I, I joined uh, Stampin' Up and then I started having craft classes at my house and I did I I had more energy and then I was like, "Oh, I was feeding that part of me that was that was starving because I was I was cutting it off to make sure that I was being this perfect mom and I can be even a better mom, not perfect, but the kind of mom I want to be and the kind of my mom my kids need if I'm taking care of myself. So let's talk a little bit about self-care because I know that that's a big deal for you and that you, you, you talk about it a lot on your podcast and, and on your Instagram and with your clients. So yeah. how, like if someone's, someone's coming to you and they are just, you can tell that they have they're not giving themselves any time for self-care and they don't feel like they have the time for it. They're like, that's their thing. It's like, I, that's nice. That's sweet. But I don't have, like, I'm glad that it works for you, but here's my excuses why it's not going to work for me. How do you help them? Well, first of all, I let them know that they're not alone. And obviously it's, it's understandable and it's, you know, just like you and I practice the habit of self-care, choosing to not self-care is also a habit, right? And so it's just something that we need to recognize that it's you and I can wake up and say, hey, let's practice self-care. But sometimes we just have to go back and do it in smaller bites. And I think that's something that really needs to get hit home over and over again. You don't have to change or become a different person. It's just saying, what's 1% I can do today? to make it a little, 1% a little bit easier, right? That's, that's all we're asking. And so if I have a mom that has not been practicing self-care for a decade and she has no time and energy to begin a self-care practice, I say, can you give me 30 seconds before you get out of bed? 30 seconds. All I want you to do is say, good morning. How are you feeling today? That's mm-hmm. it. So often as a busy mom, we, the second our eyes open, we're clocked in. Our feet hit the floor and we're on autopilot, right? Lunches, dogs, feeding, got to get this thing, boom, 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 boom. And we don't even say like, hey, body, lungs, breath, air, skin, hair, how'd you sleep last night, right? Like we don't check in ourselves with ourselves the way we do with our kids. Hey, honey, how'd you sleep last night? Great. Are you hungry? What do you need? How can I help you? What's going to help you have the great day today? I'm here to help you. 30 seconds is just laying in your bed. I What I do is I rub my hands together, create some warmth, put my right hand over my heart and my left hand over my right hand. And I just take three deep breaths and I say, how are you doing today? And then I'm actually pretty good at it. My brain's like, well, we didn't sleep great last night. So I'm a little tired. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So we won't push ourselves as hard today at the gym. Great. Maybe we won't even work out today, right? So it's really just starting that dialogue, that that conversation that building that rep, like that communication, you with you, that's self-care. Yeah. That's self. 
Yeah. I think we're all used to hearing like bubble baths and, you know, um, I think it's self-care. They're wonderful. That's just wonderful. Like one kind of self-care. Yes. Like you were telling me about these like mindset things. That's doing mindset and self-care. I, I talk a lot about using creativity for self-care and that's not usually looked at as it, but it is like self-care is such a spectrum. And um, I don't think, I think, it, you know, not everybody sees it like that and needs just to be like reminded of that. Um, I'm just, I, I, I'm hearing you talk and it, and then and how you would like ask yourself that question when you wake up and it's almost like you are giving yourself the gift of the, the kind of the wonderful mom that you are to yourself like you're momming yourself <laughs> in a way and I think that's a beautiful thing because we need that too like your, our, our kids are like have you know we're showing up for them if we're questioning how good of a mom we are we're a good mom I feel like if you really if you even like start to say, you know, am I doing a good job? And and, yeah. and you care like that, then you are doing a good job. Yeah. And honestly, it's you that needs the, the support and help because you're maybe neglecting yourself, like you said. So I think that's really neat is to spend time kind of giving yourself the love and care that you give to your kids every day, but, but turning it around onto yourself. Well, and I think if we're getting a little bit into the deep, the deep of it, the feelings that that come up that are uncomfortable, the shame, the pain, the fear, that's our inner child. And mm -hmm. that's why oftentimes you're triggered at certain ages raising your children because mm -hmm. they're evoking these emotions in you that likely have been dormant. And so if, you know, one way I, one way I coach my clients through this is imagine you're laying in bed and you as a little girl comes up to your bedside table, like your bedside and says like, mom, I'm thirsty. Mom, I had a nightmare. Mom, I need a hug. That's actually what's going on when those emotions are happening. And so often the emotions create such discomfort or we're so busy, we don't have enough time to give it all. We think, oh gosh, I can't deal with this now. You, a lot of it really is just noticing it. Like, okay, you. I talk to myself all the time, but it's like, I get it. I understand, you know? And it's they have goosebumps. Yeah, I'm like, yep, like that's witnessing the emotion and giving like giving holding space for it and just saying I see you I hear you you're wonderful I understand I love you you know that in itself is healing that inner child and it's going to help you over time the more you work on that relationship with yourself the coping will start to just fall away because you won't need to push those feelings like bury them anymore mm -hmm. um but, you know, and I, that can be overwhelming if somebody's never even thought about that. But it really does. If you just sit with it for a second, you realize, OK, like I don't really need much more than what I already have inside of me to help myself feel the way I want to feel when I wake up in the morning. And to me, that was such a beautiful gift because it made me realize I don't have to change. I don't have to mom differently or live differently or be in a different house or have a different schedule or, you know, do you have a different morning routine or do things I don't enjoy? No, I just really need to figure out what do I need? What do I need? What does yeah, need? And, yeah. Yeah. We'll, and I have a couple of questions for you at the end, but I just wanted to, and I will bring this back around again, but that's why it's so good to have support from somebody to help you through this process because it gets, it, it feels, even though it doesn't, it seems like it's kind of simple ish, when you're in the, the moments of overwhelm and you're feeling the shame and you're feeling the fear. And all these really complicated emotions, it's really hard to detangle it yourself. And 
I think that's why the support of having a life, co- a life coach, and that's what you do, um, and you specifically work with moms, is just incredible. So we're going to talk about all the things that you do in just a minute after I finish. But I wanted to bring that, bring that to bring that up because I just think it's okay if you feel like you can't do it yourself, and you and you feel like don't feel like you're being a failure of a mom to reach out for help because of being a mom. Like I went to I, for my for, to become a teacher. I went to four years of school um, for my undergraduate. Then I had to go, got my graduate degree, and then I get continuing education classes all the time for being to be the best teacher I can be. And then I get observed twice. I mean, there's all these things. I'm getting feedback. I'm getting support. Like we, what, what do we? We can, you know, there's no course. Like, and so it's so valuable to then say to yourself, you know what, to be the best mom to, I can be, and to be the best I can, person I could be for myself. I'm going to get the support and the training and the help. And that's why I think I'm a big proponent for life coaching. So I am like so invested in that and the fact that it's okay to ask for help. And I know that as a mom, um, a life coach for moms, that's probably one of the biggest obstacles. Like people who really need you are probably having a hard time taking that step, like giving themselves permission to say, I need help. So it's okay to ask. So I just want to say that out loud to anybody who's listening to know that it's it, like that is one of the best things you could do for yourself is to reach out to somebody who is an expert at this. Um, God, I just gave us such gems of information in just this half hour. Imagine working with her, you know, like it's, it's got to be amazing. Well, not, to, not to demean that it's our mindset and it's our soul, but it's the same way if you're going to hire a personal trainer, if you're going to look on Rolls Corner for recipes, or if you're going to go to Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop to say, tell me what the best skincare is. Nobody, you don't need to go become an expert in that field. All you, you know, it's just really reaching out. I think honestly, it's the thing I want to hit home for moms is how you feel matters Mm -hmm. and no feelings are bad or shameful. And it's just your body's way of letting you know every feeling we have, every emotion, everything that comes through has a positive intention. It's trying to get our attention to focus on that area because you and I both know that pain is not normal and it's not something that we should be just getting used to. And so if you have a, a symptom that keeps showing up, showing up, just get curious about it. Try to like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's actually your body's beautiful way of communicating with you, trying to help you. Yeah, I, th- I think over the last 20 years, we've come a long way in our society to see like that, like, you know, that life coaching is an amazing profession now. And like so many people are, have it. And those cultural norms that we had been in 20, 25 years ago are starting to change. So I think that is really exciting. And I'm really excited to see as, you know, the next 10, 20 years happen and like, like the support that people like moms get because it's much more mainstream and like needed and so important. So I'm thrilled about that. Let me ask you the four questions that I have. And then um, I'm going to just give everybody your details because they've got to, they've got to follow you. All right. So the first question I always ask my guests at the end is tell me about your favorite guilty pleasure. Now, guilty is a kind of silly word, but I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's like something you would do that you just like really enjoy and it's just so pleasurable to you. You know, I love um, the first thing that popped up in my head is I love snuggling with my kids and watching mindless Hallmark movies or things on, you know, Netflix and just, you know, being there with the kid for no other. That movie is 
for no other purpose, but just to make our heart beat a little bit faster, right? There's no, no documentary. It's just literally probably the most simple screenplay ever written. And we, we love it. We love it. Oh, that sounds so good. Cozy under a blanket. Oh my God. I love it. Love, love, love. You don't feel like you have to like have a, you know, deep, deep conversation. It's just no. like, cuddle, watch the movie. Amazing. Cuddling and watching a movie and exactly just being together. That's my yes. guilty. That's great. Okay. So a dream vacation location. Tell me about somewhere you want to go. That's like a dream for you. Great question. And mine probably changes. You know, right now I am really wanting to see the Northern Lights. That's on, I gave my husband my three bucket lists. One of them is getting to Zermatt. I love Switzerland. One of them is getting to see the Northern Lights. And I would love to go to Portugal. These are just oh. three things that I just want to get. I just want to get myself there. And so that's, oh that's my on gosh. Yeah. That sounds like a great thing to put on a vision board there. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm actually one of my places I want to go with my family is California. And that's where you live. Right. And Ooh. we actually are booking a trip this summer. We're going in August. Right. Making right. the actions to do the places that you want to go to. Love it. All right. Max, this week you suddenly find yourself with four hours of free time. What are you going to do with it? Mm. I'm going to go on a long hike. We have some beautiful trails in my neighborhood. And I do live in a part of the country where winter is about 58 degrees. So very, very <laughs> spoiled. And um, I, I love taking very long hikes and walks and listening to podcasts. Or I have a subliminal that I love listening to. And just being by myself outside in nature. That is, that's just my connection to my soul, really. Mm -hmm. Amazing. All right. The final question, because we talk a lot about creativity. This is the Creative Com podcast. What's your favorite creative outlet? You know, it's probably podcasting. I love speaking and using my voice. I've really connected to my throat chakra and I find so much of my truth and energy when I'm able to speak. Um, and I love meditation. That has been really new for me. Mm. I'm not an arts and crafts type of person. I don't really work with my hands. It's just not something that comes to me. But um, there's just something so I feel so injected with just, I can't, you know, it's like energy, elation, connected to self. There is a, I'm very woo-woo. So there's a very yeah. highest self kind of white light energy that I walk around with after I meditate. And I'm telling you, meditation 60 seconds. It's just connecting to your breath. It doesn't have to be some massive sit on a fancy pillow and, you know, make it all beautiful. I don't even journal after it. You know, I even sometimes just sit in a parking lot waiting for football practice to end, close my eyes and just connect to my breath. That's meditation. And it's, I feel, I feel, I feel like I walk taller. My shoulders are back. I just feel more mm -hmm. solid and more connected to self. So that to me is my, it's my creative juice. Yeah, that's totally creative. That's, that's getting you in the flow. That's how I like to see it. What helps get you into the flow? It might be another way to talk about creativity. That's right. Um, creativity. And I like, that's what I like to emphasize. And I'm so happy to hear like your, like your definition of what's creative for you. And that's why I love asking this question because everybody's is different. I personally love visual arts and things like that, but that is not. And I think a lot of people think creativity. Oh, it's arts and crafts. Yeah. And that's one aspect of it, but there's so many aspects of it. So, so cool. And yet podcasting. 
Wow. I did not realize how much I was going to love podcasting. I was so afraid to start one because I was like, do I even know what to say? Can I, will I know what to do? And it just oh. came, it was just, so, I mean, I'm not perfect, but it came so like, I got, it just got so in a flow so easily. I'm glad to hear that that is like such a, such a great creative yeah. endeavor for you. It's amazing. Great. Tell because your podcast is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I enjoy it. I love it. And it's my hope is that if there's one mom that's listening and she gets to take one thing away from each episode, amazing. That that means I made an impact and she's walking around with just one thing that is going to help her that 1%, right? That 1%. Yeah. Yes. And that's where, yeah, that's that's where you get the support because maybe if you're not ready to necessarily at first get support at one-on-one with parents, the first step could be just listening and hearing and learning through that and then making the step to help maybe talk to somebody one-on-one. But sometimes yeah, this is what you need first. I yeah. know I did. I know I was like, when I, I, when I first found podcasts, I was one of the, I found them a lot like really early on and it was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible yeah. because it feels like you're getting some of that support that you need in real time and it's amazing. All we consume is self-care. Oh yeah, totally. See, looking at self-care from all different ways. Yeah. <laughs> So just give us, um, before we close out, tell it, tell my listeners where they can find you, uh, where are some ways they can work with you if they're interested. Um, so yeah, give us all the details. So I really, to your point, I have a lot of resources out there to help moms. My podcast is the Momplex podcast, and it drops two episodes a week. And I have over 200 episodes. So there's already so much stuff on there that you can go hit play on, and it's free. And it's just full of love and support and it has all these great tips you and I have been talking about today. And just so you can find how you can implement it in your life. I'm on Instagram every single day, just pouring. My goal is to really create a space for moms to feel seen and heard and know that they can reach out and that it's a, you know, talk about really getting comfortable with saying I'm not alone. And I also have my website is full of freebies, you know, self-care menus, all sorts of things that a mom can, a busy mom can do to start, like, how can I learn how to practice self-care and learn how to take care of myself? And then it's my one-on-one mentorship. That's really where I'm able to support moms in the most, in the best capacity and really have an impact on their mindset, on their limiting beliefs, on their inner voice and their boundaries so that they create an environment that allows them to turn their vision and their, what they define as success into a reality, because that's what they can do. So good. I'm going to put all the information we just talked to you said in the show notes. So you could just go over there and click on it so you can follow Scotty. Like I said, check out her podcast, check out her Instagram. And then that offer, the one-on-one offer sounds like gold. Thank you so much, Scotty, for coming on today. This was such a pleasure to have you here and to share your wisdom with my creative calm peeps. So thanks again. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Creative Calm Podcast. I hope that you found this episode insightful and that has inspired you to embrace the three pillars of rest, creativity, and play in your own life. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Another wonderful way to show your appreciation and spread the creative calm revolution is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing it on your social media and tagging me. I want to express my gratitude for joining me on this creative journey. Your support means the world to me. 
If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me on Instagram at Denise Christensen Ray. Until next time, remember to prioritize rest, unleash your creativity, and embrace playfulness. Have an absolutely beautiful, magical day.